And I think that's a hard one for some of us to learn because sometimes when friends tell us the truth, it hurts. And we yeah. just then we decide they're not our friend. But actually, maybe that's mm. when they're really being a friend. Exactly. And the empty flattery of people uh, gets us nowhere. Right. So, you know, honestly, um, good friends who wound us with love. Yeah. That's that's valuable. Hey, everybody, this is Think Global. My name is Tim Davis, and I am joined again in the studio with... Jonathan. Jonathan. Oh, I'm nice, here. Nice to see you, man. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Man, it is hard to believe this is March. Yeah. Wow. We're here. It is the first or the month with the first day of spring coming up on March the 20th. Gosh, I can't wait. I believe it's at 5, uh, 5 p.m., maybe 5.24 p.m. It starts in the full... First full day of spring is the 21st. So anyway, we're a few weeks away. So I'm excited, man. I'm Greener. More, I'm warmer. more excited for daylight savings to start. That'll be nice. Do you know when that is? I can't oh, remember. March 12th, maybe. Or okay. Somewhere in that range. All right. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah. But I just, man, spring is one of my favorite times of the year because, you know, snow melts. Um, things begin to get warmer. The days are longer. The green up is incredible. Yep. I love that. I love getting out, fertilizing my lawn, uh, doing everything you can to make everything look beautiful and lush. It's a great time. Anyway. It is. So happy spring, everybody, just a few weeks ahead of time. And um, again, this is Think Global. And just a reminder that Think Global is all about where the world is your home, where strangers become friends and friends become family, which leads us, John, to the topic of our, our conversation today and maybe for the weeks to come. Yeah, well, we wanted to kind of take that theme and unpack it a little bit around life principles. And the principle we want to talk about today is friendship. Right. What does that mean when we say strangers become friends and friends become family? That's that's right. It's catchy. It's nice. Cute. But, yeah. Cute. <laughs> but what what do we mean when we talk about friendships? Yeah. And so we, we pulled some thoughts and we, we want to talk about it. Yeah. A little caveat to that is you and I are not trying to be experts here. We're trying to create conversation and we both live long enough to know that we've had friends and we we know what friendship is about and sometimes what friendship is not about. But uh, we're just trying to create a conversation and yeah. to have some uh, teasers on our brains and our hearts just to make us better in the realm of being a friend. Yeah. And I think just like the, us talking about it prodded me to think about friendships in my life, friendships I've had in the past. We hope that happens the same to our listeners. Is right. that It's not to answer all the questions, but right. it's to begin to think – well, what does friendship mean to me and how can I be a better friend and who are my friends that I can really count on right. and rely on yep. in life? So, yeah. And a lot of us have, you know, a lot of us out, out here, uh, you know, we make assumptions. We know what there is to, what it means to be a friend, yeah, uh, what it means to have friends, but we've really never seriously thought about it and, and the implications on us personally when it comes to friendship. All right. So we're yeah. going to talk some numbers first of all, John. Let's talk about those numbers as it relates to friends and friendship. Uh, maybe we can call these practical numbers. We can call them call them simple numbers, but it's actually quite interesting. Yeah, we're not experts, but somebody is. Yes. And so somebody kind of yeah. Did let's some, quote the experts. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of did some science around this yeah. of um, spending 40, 40 to sixty hours with someone within the first six weeks of becoming an acquaintance. Yes, 
is what helps move that person from acquaintance to a closer friend. Right. 40 to 60 hours within the first six weeks. Right. It's pretty incredible. It is incredible. That's a, I mean, that's a lot of time if you think about it. But, yes. Um, you know, I, we really didn't dive too much into it, but I'm curious what happens if you prolong it beyond six weeks. I guess it just takes longer to become that, right. that close friend. Well, in fact, that's where the experts go because they say it takes about 80 to 100 hours to become more than a casual friend. Um, oh, did and, I say close friend? I meant casual friend. Okay, You're right. Okay, yeah, 40 yeah, to yeah. 60 to become a casual friend. And yes, Beyond that, to become a close friend. 80 to 100 hours to become a closer friend. But I like what they said when they said, so friendships, unsurprisingly, tend to form in places where people spend a lot of their time anyway, like work, mm. school, church, extracurricular activities. Activities. Yeah. So, you know, when when it ta- because friendships take time, the question is where do we spend time? And most likely, we're going to find friends in those places. Right. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I like what they've done there. Yeah. All right. So levels of friendship. Let's talk about levels of friendship and uh, some interesting statistics on this. John, go for it. Yeah. Well, the average person has six hundred acquaintances. All right. That's that's a lot, man. How's well, that possible? I think. Well, I think it's just Facebook friends. Instagram. Instagram friends. Yeah. I'm using friends in air quotes. You know, yes. they're acquaintances. Right. And I think that's probably a fair number. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you think about people you went to high school with. Right. People you went to college with. Right. Uh, people you've met along the way in different circumstances. Right. Yeah, sure. 600. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you remember their name, right? No. No, okay. You don't have to remember their name, but maybe right. you're looking at Facebook and something pops up. Um, somebody is recounting a memory from high yes. school, you would feel acquainted enough to respond to that and say, oh, right. I remember that time right. in high school. That's cool that you thought of that. Right. That, or, you might comment on it. You or you, yeah, you see like it's their birthday today and you wish them a birthday, sure. but you've never talked to them in three years. Right. Right. Okay. That's an acquaintance. Yep. All right. What about a casual friend? Casual friend would be about 150. That's what the experts say. That's what, well, yeah, the experts yeah. say that. But yeah. so that would be... Somebody you might see, maybe maybe it's in one of these places you talked about work or church or another community type event where you might walk by and give them a fist bump or a high five or, hey, how you doing? Yeah. But you're not really spending and investing time right. into that person. But right. casual enough, you might remember their name, you might right. not, but you certainly would connect their face and connect the dots like, oh, I know that person. That's right. a casual friend. Yeah. All right. So I would say, yeah, casual friend, I probably know their name. I don't know much more beyond that because I haven't taken a lot of time with them. I don't know. I, one of these days, I'd be curious to know, like, how many names can we remember? The average person. I know there are brilliant people out there. They can yeah. remember a lot of names. Yeah. You know, Lynn, my wife, she can remember a lot of names. That's just what she does. That's her shtick. Right. Um, I don't remember as many as her, but I do work at it, and I try to, you know, create little, you know, things that help me remember names. But anyway, so 150 casual friends that you would fist bump with, but yeah. maybe not go out to lunch with. Sure. All right. And then 15, average of 15 close friends. All right. Define that. All right. A close friend is probably someone you take time with. Yeah. Um, You would go out to a meal with them. You would hang out with them. You would get together and play games with them. You'd uh, take the initiative to invite them over to your home Mm. and get together. That's what I'm thinking about close friends, right? Mm. Like they know that tomorrow I might be going to the doctor to have a checkup. Um, or uh, there's something that they, they they would remember my birthday without a Facebook 
prompt, mm. uh, et cetera. At least that's how it, that's what I'm thinking about a closer friend. You know, a closer friend is is someone that knows you're traveling and they ping you and say, "Hey, how's the trip going?" Or yeah. whatever. I, I, there's more. They they know some details of your life versus yeah. just casual. You know what I know? What do you know? Your birthday's coming up. Oh my goodness! And. It happens to be the first day of spring. All right. Sorry, we let that out of the bag. That's why I love that day. It's an amazing day. But anyway, thanks, John. You're I, I consider you a close friend oh, because wow. you remember my birthday. And in fact, you'll be a better friend if you buy me something for my birthday. Oh. Anyway. All right. So let's keep going now. So that's a close friend. We yeah. average person has 15 close friends. Yeah. All right. One more level. Um, the average person has no more than five intimate friends. Right. And the sad thing is that some have no intimate friendships at all. Right. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But we're going to talk about how to build closer friendships right, later yeah. in this podcast. But yeah. five intimate friends. Right. And, and it's probably up to people to define what they mean by an intimate friend. It's it's based on relationship, knowledge, uh, information that's shared that goes back and forth. But yeah. Frequency of time spent together. I mean, right. that's really that's right. the Frequency, investment. That's exactly right. Um, and, and, and I would say, uh, of course, if you have a spouse, that's probably going to be the spouse to, to begin with. But outside of your spouse, let's, I would still say you probably have five intimate friends who know a lot about you, who, um, who chat with you in a, in a very different way than anybody else in that's the true. world. So anyway. Yeah. Okay. So that's... That's our levels of friendship. There you go. That's what they tell us. Yeah. All right. So we're just sharing that information. Yeah. So as we were digging into this, we were kind of looking around like how people talk about friendship, identify friendship. And there's some uh, differing perspectives, but some people would say you're the average of your five closest friends. That's right. So, you know, another quote is, is show me your friendships. I'll show you your future. You know, we're going to talk about that. Right. Like. You're the average of your five closest friends. Right. I think there's some some truth to that. Oh, yeah. There's not a hard line truth, but there's some truth to that. Right. I think there's wisdom too, right? Like yeah. if you're raising kids and you talk about their friends that they hang around with, I think that's a wise little proverb like, hey, yeah. who your friends are, average it all out, that's who you're going to be. Yeah. Uh, hopefully um, in life, um, that's not always true, but um, I, I can see how that is true. It has Because we influence each other, right? Yeah. That's what friends are all about. I will say one of the um, – one of the quotes I loved on um, uh, when it comes to friendships, it, and it reflects the natural longing that every one of us have to have a friend. Right. I mean, let's be honest. We all want a friend. We want a close friend, someone we trust, someone who, who knows what we, we're like, warts and all. Right. And they still love us. Well, there's right? a desire to be, to, to be known right. and to know somebody. That's right. I think that's universal across the globe. Right. Yes, and that's who we are. That's yeah. how we're made. That's how we're created. So there's a, a quote by uh, Kurt Thompson that I really appreciate. It says this, we all are born into the world looking for someone who is looking for us, hmm. which is kind of cool, it's right? It's very deep. You got to pause and think about that. I know. <laughs> we are all born into the world looking for someone looking for us. Mm. I like that. Yeah. It's kind of cool because that is the natural longing of of our hearts. And we're looking for someone who's looking for us. Mm-hmm. It's that sense of community, that sense of being together, that sense of of relationship that we all do long for. So anyway. Yeah. Well, friendships are very significant, obviously. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the significance of friendship. There's some proverbs we want to look at. Um yes some biblical proverbs, some other proverbs from other sources. But it's back to what I was just talking about is show me your friendships and right. I'll show you your future. Because right. that's how significant friendships right. are. Yeah, um, You can read someone's future by the people 
they spend the majority of their time with. Yeah, because we actually do reflect each other. We imitate each other. um, We become like each other. I think the Proverbs are very clear. There are Proverbs that are very clear that who you hang out with, you will become. Mm. And so, yes, show me your friends. I'll show you your future, which is a very significant deal. All right, there's some Proverbs from the Bible. Yeah. Um, Pick one of your favorites. All right, one of my favorite Proverbs. Oh, I like this one. Um, Friends come and friends go, but a true friend sticks by you like family. Hmm. You know, we've all experienced that. Live long enough, you'll experience it, right? Live long enough, and you'll see friends come, and you'll see friends go. Yeah. Um, And then they'll become one of those acquaintances from the past, right? Mm -hmm. But a true friend, uh, over time, Hmm. over distance, no matter what the geography is, a true friend uh, sticks by closer than a family member. So I love that one. You know, and I've thought about this over time as I get older, and you see some of these friendships come and go. I've just settled into the reality that some friendships are here for a specific season. That's right. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Nothing to feel guilty about. Right. And that's, yeah, you don't, if you had to keep every friend your whole life, you would, you would have way more close friends or or intimate friends. Some are meant to be for a season and they might be an intimate friend for a season. Yeah. And then maybe years go by or whatever, but- But you're right. A true family, a true friend sticks by yeah. you like family. All I right. like that. Yeah. So you give me one of your proverbs, then we're going to get to some practical advice. Okay. Um, I like this. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Ah. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. I like that. I like that because it shows you can be truthful with one another. That's right. Like the whole truth in love right. kind of thing. Yeah. Or like I might say something that hurts. But I'm saying it from the perspective of a friend. That's and right. I'm, and the wound will heal quickly because we're friends. Right, exactly. But but the many kisses from an enemy, meaning they're just telling you what you want to hear. That's right. You know they don't have your back when it really comes to it. They're not a true friend. Right. Uh, anyway, and I, it, I like that one. And I think that's a hard one for some of us to learn because sometimes when friends tell us the truth, it hurts. And we yeah. just then we decide they're not our friend. But actually, maybe that's mm. when they're really being a friend. Exactly. And the empty flattery of people... Uh, gets us nowhere. Right. So, you know, honestly, um, good friends who wound us with love, Yeah, that's that's valuable. Yeah. All right, a couple Chinese proverbs, John. <laughs> I like this one. All right. Because I lived in China, and I used to hear this one all the time. So, um, in hardship, we see true friendship. The yes. way we heard that in Chinese, and I, I think there's a Chinese phrase that goes with it. Somebody's going to write me and correct me about this if I'm wrong, but... We used to always hear this in China. A friend in need is a friend indeed. Yeah. Which is saying that in right. in hardship, like when I'm in need, when I need something, when I need you and you're there for me, you're a true friend. That's right. So a friend in need is a friend indeed. Right. And often in hardships. Yeah. No, it is. It's a good rhyme, man. Uh, but but you know, and sometimes in hardship, that's when friends really shine. Mm-hmm. In hardship, those who are not friends, like you know, it's just not convenient for them to love us, to mm. serve us, to sacrifice for us. You won't yeah. see them. Yeah. So that's that's what I, that's that's all about. All right, and one more uh, Chinese proverb: uh, numerous friends means no deep friendship. Mm. That's practical. Yeah. You know, if you're saying you have 150 friends, you probably have zilch when it comes to deep friendships. Right. So. Right. You don't want to be a mile wide and an inch deep. Right. And the older you get, you realize the real value is being. Um, a bit wide, 
but really, really deep. That's right. With a few people. Yeah. We need we need the depth. Yeah. All right. Let's go to some practical advice. All right. Okay. So we're gonna wrap this uh okay. podcast up with this because I think this is where it gets fun. Like actually like, yeah. let's talk about this and okay. then we'll we'll knock it out of the park. Okay. So what does it mean to be a good friend? We we, right. we brainstormed, talked about Five tips for being a good friend. Right. Now, th- these are from us. These, right. This is not like science. No, this is not science. <laughs> this is just practical advice that, that as we thought about it, like, yeah, this makes sense. All right? Okay. Number one. Talk less. Ask better questions. It's not all about you. That's right. Now, there is some research with that. Um, and the research goes something like this. Uh, research shows that approximately 40% of everyday speech is spent telling other people about our own experiences. Mm. So we spend almost half of our time in our conversations talking about ourselves. Wow. All right, that's a problem. Okay. That's why, that's why number one is important. Talk less, ask better questions. It's not all about you. Uh, and some people have this crazy way of when they hear a story of having to tell their own story that's a little bit bigger well, it's a little bit more Ooh, audacious. The, the one-upper. That's the one-upper. Right. So, and you know what? Isn't it great to hang around people who talk less and ask great questions? John, I'm asking I was trying you. to talk less. No, oh, no oh. Oh. <laughs> but I'm asking you a question. Come on now. I'm asking you a question. This is what it's all about. Oh, come on. Isn't that great? I think my only value here is is the comedic no, break. Man. Anyway. You're, you're good. Anyway. No, yes, you're right. I love that. And- and I, you know, I felt this. I have a quick story. Yes, I was with a group of friends uh, last week. New friends. I didn't know. I knew like one person at this table we were at somebody's house, and they were asking me questions. And then I went home and I felt awful because I realized, oh my gosh, I just kept talking about myself. And the truth is, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But mm-hmm. it was kind of went back to this. I wish I had asked them more questions. Tell me about. Your job, where yep. you grew up, what okay. you're like, but they were asking me, so I right. felt like I needed to keep responding. Right. But then I walked away thinking, gosh, I talked way too much about myself. Right. I felt like terrible. A, yeah. It's Actually, not a good feeling. And is it, but it isn't, it's awesome too. You like, even though you felt bad, there's an appreciation for that person because yeah. they ask questions right. and they were curious. Right. Again, my wife shines in that area. I wish I was better. Yeah. All right. Number two, uh, I like this one be proactive, take initiative. John. I like this one because what you get a lot from people is, um, well, I, I don't have any, this. I don't have any friends. Right. Well, when's the last time you texted somebody or no. try to give them a call? Well, they should call me. Right. They should text me. Well, right. maybe that's why you don't feel like you don't have any friends. But anyway, be proactive. Take the initiative. That's right. I, actually, I think that's the burden of friendship. Is yeah. That you know. Okay. Can we just be honest? People are going to let us down. Yeah. They're, even our best of friends will let us down. And even those we would call close friends will let us down. But often what we feel is wounded because they let us down or mm. they didn't take the initiative or whatever. Right. And we stop being the friend we should be. Right. Actually, at the end of the day, we have to live with the fact, have we been the friend that we would desire of, of, of someone else? And so, you know, that's a hard lesson in life. And it takes a lot of maturity. It takes a lot of uh, self-confidence, dealing with insecurity, mm. and getting over it. Yeah. So I love that. Yes. Yeah, be proactive, one. take initiative. All right. Number three, John. 
Adjust expectations. Don't expect people to fulfill roles in your life that they cannot. That's right. Wow. And that's often what we do. Yeah. We expect others to make us feel important. Mm. We expect others to make us feel loved. We expect others to to make us feel and make up for whatever inadequacies we have or insufficiencies we have. Mm. At the end of the day, others can't do that. Wow. Except God. Yeah. So A, a friendship to fill our own insecurity. I mean, that's destined for disaster. That's exactly right. I don't like to say it like this. It just pops in my brain. It's sort of like a tick on a dog's back. Oh my gosh. Number four. No, it's a tick (laughs) on a dog's back. The tick is not there for the dog. It's there for itself. Yeah. And too often that's the way relationships are. Our listeners should know that did not just pop in your head. That is a, that's a Timism that's been around for a while. That just popped in my head. (laughs) You didn't just make it up. No, I did not make it up. That's been been around for a while. You use that one often. That's why. Never be a tick on a dog's back. Never be. All right. Okay. We have all these written down in a notebook somewhere that Uh, we're going to pull out. One day when I retire. Yeah. All right. All right. Number four. Follow through. Yeah. Follow through. There are a couple of other Proverbs that. Okay. That uh, relate to that. Like uh, this one says, reliable friends who do what they say are like cool drinks in sweltering heat. They're refreshing. I love that. Yeah. A friend does what they say they'll do. Mm. And I think that's what's saying. When you find a friend like that, that's refreshing on a sweltering hot day. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Actually, I mean, let's just be honest. A lot of people say a lot and they never follow through. Right. Hey, we're going to get together. Hey, yeah. I'll I'll reach out to you. Hey, I'll call you after that. Yeah. And we don't. Yep. And and to you know, be there during the hard times. I think you, you said a minute ago, it's not always easy. You know, and so the follow through would be part of the deal you're making in a friendship is I'm gonna be here through thick and thin, through the That's difficulties, right. true friends. Right. But it's when the hard times hit, right, can you follow through and actually be right. there for that person? You right. know, and and, you know, I was reading something the other day. There, Somebody was saying they were going through this hard time in life, and and they told their friend. And it wasn't the whole, like, well, do you want me to do something? Do you want me to be there for you? Uh, what do you need from me? They just woke up with a text that said, my flight lands at 9 p.m. Yep. Like, wow. they're going to be there for that wow. person. That's cool. Like, no asking. I, I love that. Yeah. That's actually taking the initiative. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. That's good. All right. One last one, number five, accept that if you want close friends, mm. there will be conflict. There will be challenges because it's not always easy. Right. And th- did we talk about that a minute ago of uh, the proverb of, let's see what we're talking about. Oh, no, the Chinese proverb, in hardship we see true friendship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's not always easy. No. And whether it's your hardship or hardship between the two of you, a disagreement, because um, we're all growing and learning about life in all new ways and and we see things differently. And uh, you might have disagreements, right? And that's that's okay, right? You know, right. One cha- well, I was gonna say one yeah. challenge is having close friends, and then when you get married, and you want that close friend to be yes. close friends with your spouse, that can be a conflict or a right. challenge that you have to right. navigate. It's it's, it's a part of it's part of relationships. Yeah, there's a great uh, quote by Dietrich uh, Bonhoeffer mm. who. Um, who died early, but he was a great theologian, a German theologian, and he um, died under the Nazis. Um, but he, he puts it this way, the person who loves their dream of community hmm. will destroy community. I think, let me read that again. The person who loves their dream of community will destroy community, but the person who loves those around them 
will create community. Hmm. So it's not what our dream of friendship is. It's not what our dream of a relationship is. It's not what our dream of community is. It's loving others as we should, and that creates relationship. That creates friendship. That creates community, and that's actually mm. a big deal. Do you think that speaks to like misaligned expectations? Like the dream yes, is like, yes. I have these expectations that that's I'm going right. to throw on this community. That's right. But actually trying to make people match your expectations right. destroys community. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and our expectations become our demands, and that's not good either. Right. Because no one can live up to all of our demands, um, no matter how well-intentioned. So, right. Anyway, today we've talked about mm. friendship. We've talked about what the experts have said as it relates to um, the statistics and the level of friendships. We've talked some proverbs. But I think most importantly, we've talked about just some specific action items as it relates to friendships. So Mm. to you who are out there listening to this conversation, the only reason we've had this conversation is to create more conversation and thinking about what it means to be a friend. Mm. And so that's what our passion should be, our desire. That's what makes us actually, John, um, incredible citizens of planet Earth. Yeah. And helping us be, no matter where we live, mm. to be the kind of people we should be as a friend. Yeah. So. I, th- I think it applies cross-culturally. It applies within our own culture. All these tips apply, yeah. no yeah. matter where you are in the world. Yeah. And at the end of the day, and by that what I mean is at the end of life, what really matters is we've invested in people. We've invested in friendships that matter mm. forever. Anyway. That's all good. right, man. It's fun. That was good. All right. It. We will uh, chat again uh, soon in April, but until then, go out, be a friend, love others, and invest in people because that's what matters forever. Until next time, this is Tim and Jonathan. All right, out of here. 